Burlesque moms have it all. Careers, family, and that glamorous showgirl lifestyle. Okay, maybe it isn't always glamorous, but it's a lot of fun. And as a working mom, grown-up fun is not always easy to find. These are the adventures of four fabulous friends who just happen to be Burlesque Moms. there. This is Lily Olay, Maui's tropical burlesque princess. Thank you for tuning in to Burlesque Moms. We're doing things a little different today. I'm flying solo and I miss the girls of cabaret and cocktails and burlesque moms, but let's try something new and have it just be you and me. I'm multitasking like most moms do as I wait for my boys to finish up gymnastics. I had a little free time, so thank you for joining me here in my car as we talk about today's podcast. Our podcast topic today is dreams. And I'm not talking about the dreams you have at night or even the dreams you have at night where your partner does something really stupid in your dream and then you wake up mad at them because of what they did in your dream. Yeah, I'm not talking about those kinds of dreams. I'm talking about daydreams, goal dreams, big dreams. And to start the conversation, more specifically, we're going to go with the question that Miss Sadie Vine proposed to me. What would my dream job be? And as I started to think about it, I realized that my dream job would be a personal stylist. I would love to buy clothes for people, put together outfits, curate collections, even pack their suitcase for them to go on vacation. I love the creative outlet that putting outfits together provides for me. I love researching outfits on Instagram, on Etsy, on YouTube, and I just love the self-expression that clothes allows you. I also love putting together outfits for my friends. And I have one of my dearest friends is getting married this weekend over on Oahu. And she asked me to put together a couple outfits and to borrow some of my clothes. And I was so enthusiastic and beyond happy to help her with this. So what I did was I put together about five different pieces, two dresses, a white wrap silk shirt, a blazer, a pair of pants, and one leather black belt. And I put together these outfits and I wrapped them up because I'm giving it to her as a gift. And then I wrote on a note card about 15 to 20, can't remember exactly, but way more than she'll probably need of outfit ideas. How I would put together these five or six pieces that I was giving to her and different outfits. And I wrote down all the different outfit ideas on this card. And I hope she appreciates it as much as I enjoyed making it. I hope she can look at that and find a quick, easy outfit to take her through her day to her next party because she's fabulous. And I hope that she posts pictures on Instagram because I will be living vicariously through her and fangirling out. But I do love that. And if I could make that my dream job, that would be pretty fabulous. But as I also started to think about my dream job, I realized that dreams 
change and evolve. And I started to think about dreams I had when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I mean, after wanting to be a mermaid and realizing, unfortunately, that might not happen as soon as I had hoped, I, of course, well, maybe not of course, but I wanted to be a actor. I wanted to be a Broadway stage actor. And that was my dream. And I was so lucky and I'm still lucky to have very supportive family and my parents helped support me in following that dream. So I got into the local theater company here on Maui when I was about nine years old and I fell in love with theater and performing. And that was where the direction my life was going to go. And so a director told me that I should take some dance classes so I could be a triple threat. So I went up to our ballet school here on Maui, one of them, the Alexander Academy of Dance, and I took a ballet class and I fell in love with ballet. I fell in love with the structure, the music, the technique, everything, the tutus, the tights, the costumes, of course, all of it. And from there, my dream evolved into, well, now I wanted to be an actor slash ballerina. And once again, my parents supported me. And when I was a junior in high school, I tested out of high school and got my GED, my high school equivalency. And I started studying full time, spent what would have been my senior year of high school, studying ballet with my ballet teacher, Miss Cynthia, in the dream that I would become a ballet ballerina. And then I would come back and take over her ballet school and become a ballet teacher. And so my parents supported that. And I spent my senior year going to the dance studio and spending the morning with Miss Cynthia, learning how to put together your dance class syllabus, how to put together your song list, doing research about the history of ballet, history of different uh, dancers. It was fabulous. And then she would give me a private dance class. And that afternoon, I would then teach a ballet class to the younger girls. We would take company class and she would teach the company girls what we had worked on in the morning. It was a fabulous senior year pursuing my dream of being a ballerina. And it took me off island. I, I was accepted into a, a ballet program um, in San Francisco. And it was a branch of the San Francisco Ballet. And I was there. I, I, my dream was so close, yet so, so far away. <laughs> like most ballerinas, it's a very few handful that will actually become a professional dancer. And I got to the mainland and now I was completely in over my head. But that's okay. I'm still proud of myself that I went for it. And that's where I learned that some dreams just stay dreams. I was taking class and the director of the school brought me into his office and he said, you're a, a pretty girl with a great dancer's body, but you just don't have it, kid. It's just not going to happen for you. So we're going to drop you down in levels until you leave or you can leave now. And I decided to leave the school then. I, I didn't want to go down in levels. I was already 18 years old. I was old in ballet terms. Um, and if you're not in a company by then, it's probably not going to happen for you.
So I took that dream of being a ballerina and I put it in my pocket and I spent the next couple months having fun and licking my broke my wounds and nursing my broken heart in San Francisco with my best friend Zoe uh, before returning to Maui and figuring out what I was going to do now. I didn't really want to go to college. I thought, well, maybe I'll just come home and work on my parents' boat. And my parents have a charter company here in Hawaii. Uh, we've been in business for 50 years. Next year will be our 50th anniversary. And it's funny because Trilogy, my family's charter boat company, was also started from a dream. My grandfather and my raised his family. My dad, his older brother, and my aunt, his younger sister, were all born and raised in Ketchikan, Alaska. And my grandfather, Eldon, and my grandmother, Jeanette, ran a charter boat company during the summers and a photography business during the winters. And grandpa had a neighbor that came to Hawaii back in the 50s, maybe, if not before that. And did spent some time on Maui and Lanai and went back to Alaska and told Captain Eldon, hey, you know, there's this little island called Lanai off the coast of Maui. And I think with your charter boat experience, you could really make something of that. And grandpa kept that dream and that idea in his head for years. And a long story, not as long, about 1970, 70, maybe 1971, my dad was in college. My uh, uncle was traveling around Europe and my grandfather, Eldon, decided to bring his family back together with a dream of building a boat to sail around the world with his family. So my dad and uncle came back and they helped Grandpa Eldon build our very first boat, which was called the Trilogy. And it had three hulls, it was a trimaram, and it was the three of them, and the joke was it took three times as long and three times as much money, but <laughs> they were following Grandpa's dream. And it became their dream. And they launched the boat in Seattle, oh gosh, maybe 1971 and started sailing around the world. And they sailed around the world for a couple of years down through Mexico, the Galapagos, French Polynesia, the Marquesas, and they ended up here in Hawaii. And Grandpa Eldon had never forgotten that dream of starting a charter from Maui to Lanai. And to this day, 50 years later, that is still our signature trip where we take guests over from Maui to Lanai. And and, and, and that's a dream that grandpa held on to and it evolved into something so much bigger than I think that grandpa Eldon could even fathom right now. Uh, my grandpa Eldon passed away in 1982 when I was a year old. So I have very few memories of grandpa, but the legacy of his dream continues on to this day. And my grandmother, Jeanette, she passed away about 10 years ago. But before she passed, she wrote a book about their sailing adventures and the book is called trilogy and her dedication page says because i followed a man who followed his dream so following dreams has almost become a family tradition <laughs> at least in my family and so the idea of being a ballerina didn't seem so far-fetched and i had that wonderful support from my family but like i was saying some dreams are meant to just stay dreams and dreams also evolve. As I 
spent a couple years here on Maui working on the boats, I decided to go back to my original dream and pursue an acting career. So I moved to Santa Barbara. I was going to school in Santa Barbara and I would drive down to LA and try to do auditions. I found an agent. I mean, it was like a movie. She was this tiny little old lady with a cigarette hanging off of her lip. And she looked at me and she said, ah, I can make you a star. <laughs> and that's about all that ever came from that. I realized that to pursue this acting career, I was going to have to get a really thick skin. And especially watching so many talented people not get jobs, not get paid acting gigs. It was really scary. And I took an acting class about how to audition you know, how do you audition for TV commercials? And, and I took this class and the, the instructor got up in front of everyone and she said, all right, today's audition is for KFC and you have to be a chicken. And a guy shot up, I think his name was Christian and he ended up going on to becoming a fairly successful actor uh, in LA, whatever that means. And he stood up and he went into full-on chicken mode. I mean, I feel like the guy laid an egg in front of us. He had no fear, total commitment. And I realized as I watched this guy do an amazing chicken impression that I was too chicken to be a chicken. And if I couldn't get up there and let go and fully commit and have complete faith in myself and trust, this just wasn't going to happen for me. So with another broken heart, and wounds to lick and mend, I headed back home to Maui. And my family's business was here. There was a job opportunity for me doing uh, group sales. And so I started doing group sales, putting that dream of being an actor behind me, realizing some dreams might just stay dreams. So as I was here on Maui, I was in my 20s thinking about what I was going to do next. And I always thought, that I would have liked to have been a dream as being an actor would have been to be a part of an avant-garde theater company where it's a small like touring group and we do these very like avant-garde shows that make people think and question and blah, blah, blah. And I had no idea that burlesque and cabaret existed until I saw uh, one of our, the local Maui groups, a fabulous group called the Kit Kat Cabaret performing here on Maui. And it blew my socks off. I was, it gave me a whole new dream and it brought back all of the dreams of performing again and why I wanted to be an actor. And I was so excited because here it was almost like a dream coming true. Here, you could do a, have a burlesque troupe and do these shows, which here on Maui are kind of avant-garde, especially since we're taking our clothes off. There wasn't much of that happening here on Maui. So for that dream to manifest over the years and become cabaret and cocktails, which then become this wonderful podcast, Burlesque Moms, and our shows that we've produced as cabaret and cocktails here on Maui, performing off island as cabaret and cocktails, I realized that a dream came true, that I am an actor, I am performing, I am in this small group. And of course, then another dream sprouted from the burlesque connection. And I dreamt about 
pursuing or performing, I should say, performing a solo off island in a burlesque show. And I was so lucky a few years ago to be able to pursue and accomplish that dream. We were a part of the uh, Hawaii Burlesque Festival that happens in Oahu, put on by the fabulous Violetta Beretta. And I was able to perform a solo. And now this is where all of my stories and all of my talking start to come full circle and maybe make a little bit more sense. So as my very first off-island burlesque festival solo, I auditioned with the piece that I like to call my dying chicken act. So my dying chicken act is a play on Swan Lake. I'm back in my ballet shoes on point, wearing my tutu, dancing to a very recognizable piece of Swan Lake music. And when everybody thinks I'm this beautiful swan, I turn around and I go into full on chicken mode. I finally became brave enough and let go to become a chicken. And even at the end of my act, not to give too much away, I even lay an egg. So I'm really proud of myself that my first burlesque solo was being a chicken and I was now no longer too chicken to be a chicken. So <laughs> burlesque has helped me find new dreams and dreams that I then was able to accomplish. And as I think about more dreams, I wonder what the next 10, 20 years will bring me and what dreams I might be able to pursue or didn't even realize that were a possibility to be pursued. But if I look really far into the future, the dream I see for myself in my retirement would be to own and operate a dinner theater <laughs> here on Maui. My dad used to take me to a dinner theater when we would go to Aspen, Colorado when I was a kid for the Christmas and winter season, we'd go to Colorado and in Aspen, there was this amazing dinner theater company at the Crystal Palace. And they would have a great dinner, a show. It was almost like SNL put to music. It was fabulous. And I've always wanted to do something like that here on Maui. So maybe in the future, you'll be coming to a dinner theater show on your vacation here on Maui, and it will be something that I'm producing. And maybe that dream will have come true. Who knows? As I think about dreams for my boys, I just want them to be happy. And I just want them to pursue their dreams and be brave. And I want to be able to support them the way my parents supported me. And I want them to follow their dreams the way my grandfather followed his dreams. And I want them to, of course, find their own dreams. I mean, if you ask Winston right now what his dream job would be, he'll very s smart ass of him <laughs> say a traffic cone. He wants to be a traffic cone. If you ask Jack what he wants to be right now, he very honestly shrugs his shoulders and he says, I don't know. I don't know what I want to be yet. And I think that's okay too. So as we think about dreams, and how lucky we are that some dreams become real and also how lucky sometimes 
that some dreams didn't. You know, maybe that idea that some dreams are just meant to stay dreams and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. What are some of your dreams? It's a good question. Anyway, let me know. I'm Lily Olay, Maui's Tropical Burlesque Princess. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to hearing about your dreams. And I hope you tune in again soon. Well, that was another fun diversion. Now it's time to go wash the marker out of that freshly rhinestoned thong. If you liked today's show, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or burlesquemoms.com.